0: You are listening to Discovery Church Podcast. We are in week four of our series, Song of Solomon. And if you're just joining us, uh, we're, we're doing a verse-by-verse study in the book of Song of Solomon. And uh, it's been a spicy series, to say the least. Uh, it, it's basically uh, a song written by King Saul. Uh, perhaps a better translation of this book is called Song of of songs, we know that King Saul wrote a thousand and five songs, and this is like the song of all songs. This is his his hit. This is his Grammy Award winning song, and, and so we're, we're journeying through that. And, and the book is all about learning to love well. It's a book about relationship. It's a it's a it's a book on how we can love better. We actually get our theme um, verse. From Song of Solomon chapter one, and verse one through three, it says this: "This is Solomon's Song of Songs, more wonderful than any other." Now we know that there are three characters in this book. Uh, there is the guy, Solomon. There is, his, there is his now wife. Come on, last week they got married. Yeah, and if you missed that, listen to it on the website. Uh, and then there's a group of women who, who are like a group of women from afar, and they, they just admire this relationship that Solomon and his now wife has. And so this is the group of women speak, or excuse me, this is the woman speaking, uh, Solomon's wife speaking right now. Verse 2, he's, uh, she says this, Kiss me and kiss me again. For your love is sweeter than wine. So what she's saying there is, there's something about the way that you love Solomon that is like, unlike anything else. There's something about the way that you love Solomon that is so sweet. She goes on to say, how fragrant your cologne, your name is like, it's spreading fragrance. No wonder all the young women love you. Have you guys ever been to a place where someone just puts on a whole bunch of cologne and they walk past you. And as they walk past you, like, it just follows them. Like, when they walk into a room, you're like, oh, where is that coming from? That's amazing. Or not. Maybe it's not amazing. <laughs> but this is what she's saying. She, she's saying that, that, Solomon, you know how to love so well that when you walk into a room, people notice When you walk into a room, Solomon, people know, they realize that you're there because of the way that you love people so well. And that's really the goal and the hope of this series, that we can get to a place where we can love so well in our relationships and in our friendships that when we're there, people are like, hey, this person's there. And really, it's not because we're there, but because of Jesus that we reflect. And he's very attractional. And so uh, so we, the, week one, they were, uh, was their first, they noticed each other and they're like, ooh, they're good looking. Week two was they begin to date, court. Uh, last week, we, we went through their wedding and we went through their wedding night. Uh, this week, they get into their first fight. Come on, there's hope for all of us. And so what's interesting out of this eight chapters in this book of Song of Solomon, uh, two chapters are designated to conflict. And so I think that that's very fitting to understand that the relationships that we are in, whether it's a marriage relationship, friendship, that conflict happens. But how do you deal with the conflict? And so that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to pray and then we are going to jump right in. Father, we love you. God, I thank you so much for this opportunity that we have to, to come here today, to, to encounter you, to, to just learn more about you through your word. God, I pray right now that uh, that whatever you want to speak to us, that it would fall on good ground. God, that uh, we don't want to leave here the same way that we came. Father, we want to leave just a little bit better. God, not for our own benefit, but so that we can change the world, we love you so much. In Jesus' name, come on, everyone. Say, Amen. Amen, Amen. Oh, I forgot our ground rules. Real quick, ground rules. Because we are in a relationship series, we we set up a couple ground rules for you. Uh, and, and so the first one is this: because it is a relationship series, it is very easy to 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 hear something, and to be like, Amen, and elbow your spouse or elbow whoever's with you hear that you're getting it wrong like we don't want you to do that uh we want you to listen to this message this series for you not for someone else now we will say i do believe this that a quiet church is a dead church and so we do want some talk back you know especially when you lose an hour i know some of y'all are still trying to get that caffeine running through your veins um and, and, and and so please know that this is a talk back church you If I say something that resonates in your heart, you can say amen. You can say preach. You can be like, "Mm," mmm. Like, you know, like, it's it's your call. If it's something real good, feel free to stand up and nod at me. If it's real good, you just cross your arms and be like. You don't even have to say anything. You just stand up, cross your arms. But we don't want you to say amen and then elbow your spouse, okay? So, so. (laughs) So we're listening for ourselves, not for someone else. And here's the second ground rule. When it comes to the relationship, as a matter of fact, when it comes to anything that's in scripture, it's very easy to read something in scripture and, 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 and to become discouraged because you automatically think to yourself, I already failed at that. I already messed up with that. And so what we want to do is that as we listen, as we process through this message, we want to hear it from this day going forward. Okay, so I don't care about your past. I don't care if this is your 17th divorce you're on. We're gonna get this one right in the name of Jesus. And so we're looking ahead. We're looking forward because he has something for you. So those are the ground rules and I will continue. I was talking with someone the other day about, um, don't laugh, about getting old, okay? As I turned 28, it's, it's, that. as I, t- <laughs> okay, I'm not 28, but as, as I'm progressing in age, like, I'm, I, I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of, of getting older, okay, for a couple reasons. Uh, the first reason is this. I can't eat what I want now. Like, I'm learning that if I eat something spicy, like, there's something, I could eat something spicy when I was younger, now that I'm 35, when I eat it, it's fighting back inside of me. It's like, I want to come back out, right? Like, I don't know what in the world, man. So that's one reason why I don't want to get older. The sec- second reason why I don't want to get older, and this is just, I just experienced this recently. When I sit down too long, my tailbone b- hurts. <laughs> and so when I get up, I can't, I can't get up real quick. I got to slowly <laughs> relieve the pressure. <laughs> it's crazy. I don't like getting old. I think, though, the, the thing that I don't like the most about getting old, and you guys probably won't believe me, this is, this is my greatest fear of getting old, has to do with my occupation, okay, with, with pastoring. I got to be honest with you. I love it when I see someone outside of church, maybe even in church too, and and they see me and they're with a friend and they come with their friend and and they're like, hi, I want to introduce you to my pastor. And I love the reaction people do. They're like, that's your pastor? I love it. I love it. I love the fact that they're like, that ain't your pastor. Like a youth pastor. Like, hey, like no, no. that. I love that. I, lo- I am not looking forward to the day when you find me outside on the street and you introduce me and you're like, hey, this is my pastor. And like, hi. <laughs> like, I don't want that. <laughs> and so I will wear skinny jeans forever. I'm going to dye my hair. I'm going to have, hold- I don't even care. I'm going to be 60. <laughs> I digress. And so I'm telling, I'm telling my friend this, right? I'm telling my friend, like, hey, I don't want to get old. And they told me this. It's inevitable. <laughs> I'm looking for a new friend. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, he, he, they, they said to me, it's inevitable. You're going to get old. It doesn't matter the, the cream you put on your face it don't matter the drink that you drink. It don't matter the no GMO HMO whatever granolas you eat. Like it doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is, you will eventually get old. It's inevitable. <laughs> and so, so I was begin to I began thinking about things that are inevitable. Okay, morning breath. Inevitable. <laughs> Milkshakes to someone who's lactose intolerant, and what it does to their stomach, inevitable. Okay? Here's something else that is inevitable, and really the context of what we're talking about today conflict. Conflict is inevitable. Specifically within relationships, conflict is inevitable. If you are connected relationally with a friendship, marriage, dating, no matter the type of relationship, conflict is gonna happen. That's just what it is. And so, with knowing that, we can respond one of two ways. We can either say, I don't want any conflict, so I'm not going to have any relationships, and, and we separate ourselves and we just do our own thing, living by ourselves. Which is probably not the best way if you're doing that. Well, then, you know. And so you can either choose to pull away and say, I don't want the conflict. I don't want, I just want to be by myself and and just be, you can do that. Or you can choose to embrace conflict and know that when conflict is dealt with correctly, that there can be growth in it. I love this verse in Proverbs chapter 14. King Solomon, uh, he writes this, and it really revolves and involves conflict. It's going to be on the screen. He writes this, Without ox a stable stays clean, but you need a strong ox for a large harvest. Without ox a stable stays clean, but you need a strong ox for a large harvest. Here's what he's saying. Yes, your life would be clean, without friends, without relationships. But, I love this part, but in order for you to reach the harvest or in order for you to, to fully grasp the harvest that God has for you, you need the oxen. Maybe I didn't say that the right way. So so, so he, he's, he's saying that The people, relationships are going to be dirty. That just happens. But if you want to get to where God has called you to go, you can't do it by yourself. You need the dirtiness that comes with the oxen. And so this morning, the goal is is we want to learn how do we move from the mess to the blessed. If we could learn to embrace the mess and stick through the mess, then eventually, being faithful, God would bring us to the blessed. And so that's the journey that we're going to be on this morning. We're going to start in uh, chapter 5 of the book of Song of Solomon. And we're going to ver- start at verse 2. Right now, this is the woman speaking. She says this, I slept, but my heart was awake what she's doing is she's trying to go to sleep but she can't fall asleep have you ever been there just tossing and turning this is what she's doing she said i slept but my heart was awake see that her and her husband they just got into an argument apparently he was supposed to be back home at a certain time but he's late and so she's angry and so she's trying to fall asleep, but she can't because her heart's awake. And she apparently locks the door so we can't come in. Let's keep reading. Listen, my beloved is knocking. <laughs> what? So this is the guy speaking right now. This is Solomon. Open to me, my sister, my darling, my dove. My flawless one. Notice what he's doing. Okay? She's angry. He came home late. He's now just strolling in like us guys do. Like ain't nothing happened. And he's like, hey girl. <laughs> he's like, you so fine girl. Like he he's trying to he's trying to get lucky. Come on. He's like, hey, she's not having it. <laughs> she's not having it. She's like, denied. <laughs> Honestly, this happens all the time at my house. Like, I I I am I'm, I'm hanging out in my room. My wife comes in. She's like, oh boy, you're so fine. Oh, I love you. And I'm like, I'm like, babe, please, okay? I'm tired. <laughs> Can we just cuddle? Like. Y'all know that's a lie, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Like, can he say that in church? (laughs) (laughs) He's knocking on the door. Girl, open up. She's not having it. He says, my head is drenched with dew, my my hair with dampness of the night. Like it's it's cold out here. Please let me in. Here's what she says. I have taken off my robe, must I put it on again? I have washed my feet, must I soil them again? That's Hebrew for I have a headache. Moving on. Verse 4, my beloved thrust his hand through the latch opening. My heart began to pound for me, uh, or excuse me, my heart begins to pound for him. So here's what's going on. She's angry, or excuse me, she's mad. She's angry. He's knocking. We don't know how long he's knocking at the door. Clearly, it's a long time. He's like, babe, let me in. She's like, no, I'm in bed already. <laughs> like, you're late. You missed it. Apparently, he gets angry, and he punches a hole through the wall, okay, what I want you to notice is the escalation going on. So, so he he she's mad, then he gets mad. He punches a hole in the wall. And uh, she doesn't know what to do. She's like, "Oh wow, this just this kind of got bigger than what I thought it was going to be." She felt bad. So watch this. I arose to open for my beloved, and my hands dripped with myrrh. My fingers with flowing myrrh on the handles of the bolt. Clearly, she likes lotion. I opened for my beloved, but watch this. But my beloved had left. He was gone. My heart sank at his departure. Ladies and gentlemen, we have our first fight in this marriage. And notice what went, what took place. It started with something as small as being late, escalating to a hole in the wall, escalating to when she's like, okay, he's gone. And so this morning for you note takers, here's stage number one, the fight. The fight. And the key to stage one is this. Act and not react. Act and not react. So escalation. When conflict happens, we have one of two choices. We can either act or we can react. Now we'll talk about act acting in a sec. But I first want to talk about reacting. There's really two ways that we react to conflict. Some of you in here, your, your personality when it comes to conflict is to just shut down. Okay. Some of you, you're like, you just shut down and, and you just go away and and that's that's how you that's how you react to conflict. I would say majority of you don't lie on that side. We most of us we don't shut down. We shout louder. We react, right? And and so reacting specifically, uh, reacting in the way of shouting louder. It's this battle of if you're going to raise your voice, then I'm going to raise my voice louder. And if you're right, escalation, reacting, reaction is a is it's a battle of oh yeah yeah oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Escalation. Reacting. And and, and just going on back and forth, back and forth. But the key to a healthy fight, that's right, I said a healthy fight. I think conflict is okay when it's done the right way. I think the key to a healthy fight, healthy conflict, is to learn to not react. But to act, and here's what I mean by acting. Let me give you a little illustration. First off, my son and I—he loves—he loves wrestling, and so like we've been wrestling forever. He just—he loves it. The other day, uh, a couple weeks ago, or excuse me, a couple months ago, uh, he—we uh, he, were—we were wrestling on the ground, and he had me on the floor. Okay, he had me on the floor, and. Um, and and out of nowhere, like, he's never done this before. I'm on the floor. bah bah, Twice in the jaw. I was like, ah! Oh. He, he started playing wrestling, okay? If you're a kids, friends with my son, don't worry. He's fine. He doesn't do it that way. So he, he nailed me in my jaw twice, okay? And I'm, just a reaction. I'm like, ah! So I... Pushed him off, right? And I'm like, "What are you doing, Eli?" And he's like, and he started crying. Daddy, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, right. So yeah, I know you're judging me. Just chill, okay? So, so I'm yelling at him. What are you thinking? He's like, "I wasn't thinking, daddy, I don't know." And then all of a sudden, I hear my wife's footsteps down the hall. What's going on in there? <laughs> oh my lord. She's like, I told you guys not to rough house. And so so all of a sudden, Eli and I were playing, right? And all of a sudden, man, this thing just escalated because I'm yelling at him. He's crying. My wife is yelling at us. And it's just this big, just chaotic, chaotic time. And so after that, after everything cooled down, I talked to my son. I was like, listen, dude, I love playing, but you can't, you can't hit me in the face, man. I'm like, I feel like I shouldn't even have to tell you this, but like, I was like, you can't do that. And so what we did is we set boundaries. So next time we wrestle, like we, we've set bound, we put boundaries in place so he knows and I know that we can't cross those boundaries. Here's why I'm telling you this. The way that we act, not react, so we don't want to react in our relationships. We want to act. And the way that we act is by setting up boundaries. If you can, if you can set up boundaries in your relationships, it gives you an opportunity that when fighting happens when conflict happens there is agreement between both parties to know that hey i will not cross these boundaries because if i do consequences right and so my wife and i we we so like we we are not perfect by any stretch of the imagination but we have set up boundaries in our in our marriage when it comes to conflict and to fighting. And so I just wanted to share a couple of them with you guys. Uh, The first one is this. When we're fighting, one of the boundaries that we set up, we don't get historical, okay? When we're fighting, we don't get historical. So we're not bringing up the past. We're not like, hey, yeah, well, you're just like you said you were five weeks ago when you did. we don't get historical in our fighting. Because we know when you get historical, you're, you're ripping up. Come on, the scars and the scabs. And, 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 and so we don't, get, we don't get historical. We don't get personal. We don't get personal. He, he, this one's very important because when, when, when conflict happens, you're, 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 you're typically arguing about an idea. Right? Like, you always leave your clothes on the floor. Okay? Okay? So so typically when you're fighting, you're talking about, it's about an idea. The moment you start name calling, it goes from an idea to personal, right? So so it's no longer you always leave your clothes on the floor. It's now you're a slob. And you see how that just escalated. So we we don't get historical. We don't get personal. uh, We don't get public. So we 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 try our best, and we don't get this right all the time. But we try our best to never argue in public. We try to never argue in front of our kids. Well, you're just building it up for fame. No, I'm setting an example for them. And so again, we don't get it perfect. There's the other day, her and I were boxing it out. And, no, I'm just kidding. But we so so we don't get we don't get public and, and here's the last last boundary that we set up when it comes to fire we don't get lengthy we don't get lengthy uh, I believe it's in Ephesians that says that don't let uh, the sun go down on your anger and so Vanessa and I we are very intentional with making sure if we have a disagreement if we're arguing that we're gonna not go to sleep until we at least talk about it. Within the 10, 11, almost 11 years that we've been married, we've done it three times where we went to bed angry at each other just because we, we don't want to do it. And so the goal is when, when conflict happens, if you can act before the fight happens, you don't have to react. And and so the goal is to set boundaries in place for that. So, so number one, we act and not react. Let's keep reading uh, chapter 10 of verse 5. So he leaves, or excuse me, the fight happens, he leaves, she's angry. And we know from the previous verses that that the wife is now hanging out with with that group of women, with their homies. And I want you to pay close attention because I want you to, to see the words that she's using to describe her husbands. You would think in the context of where she's at and what she's doing You would think that this is her opportunity to be among her girlfriends and be like, oh my, what did I marry, girl? He is so messed up. I should have listened to you, girl. Like you would think that's what she would do in the context of where she's at. But watch what she says. This is her describing her husband to her friends. My beloved is radiant and ruddy outstanding among 10,000. His head is pure as gold. His hair is wavy and black as a raven. His eyes are like doves by the water streams, washed in milk, mounted like jewels. The other night I was like, hey babe, can you just read this to me? She was like, you're weird, stop. His cheeks are like beds of spice, Yielding perfume, his lips are like lilies, dripping with myrrh. So, every conflict has motion. You're either drifting to or drifting away. She has no idea what Solomon is doing. She has no idea if Solomon is choosing to hang out with his guy friends and to be like, Why did you stop me, bro? (laughs) She has no idea how he's responding, how how he's talking to her, about her. But she chooses, this is important, she chooses to describe him this way. And watch, she doesn't know how he's talking, but watch how he describes her. This is him describing her. You are as beautiful as Terza, my darling, as lovely as Jerusalem. Those are the two capitals of the northern and southern kingdom. As majestic as troops with banners. I love this. Turn your eyes from me. They overwhelm me. He's like, girl, you are so fine, I can't even look at you. And then he goes back to, it's amazing how guys do this, right? Like guys go back to what they know works. He's like, hey, this worked last time. Maybe it works again. He's like, your hair is like a flock of goats. (laughs) Descending from Gilead, your teeth are like a flock of sheep coming up from the washing. Each has its twin, not one of them missing. I love that. He's like, girl, your teeth are so white, your breast smells good, and they're all there. Praise God. <laughs> Here's number two, stage two, and I, um, the choice, the choice, and the key to stage two is this: you go first. You go first. Now remember this whole this whole. This whole fight scene, it started, it really started because of him. Apparently, he didn't keep his word, he didn't show up when he was supposed to. So, so 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 this whole fight started because of him. I would say that he was the root of it. Okay. Knowing this, the wife had every right to be like, oh, he left? Fine, I'm locking the door again. You stay up, don't you come back. She could have locked herself in the room, been like, I'm gonna wait till he comes home, I'm gonna make him work for an apology, and then I'm gonna forgive him. I'm gonna wait. But, but here's what she does, and this is what's so important. She chooses to go first. Even though it was his bad his mistake, she chooses to go first in describing him. She chooses the mindset of how she wants to view him. Eventually, we're going to see in the next verse, she chooses pursuing him instead of waiting for him. There is a spiritual component to conflict, everybody. There is a spiritual component to conflict. See, there's a God, the God that loves you, that created you. Man, he wants peace. He wants unity for your relationships. Like his heart is relationships. I think that's one reason why he (coughs) didn't change the world through Jesus, just one person, but he decided to go through a community of people is because he's so passionate about so so God he his heart is unity his heart is peace like he loves it but on the flip side there's an enemy the devil who who would love everything to do everything that he can to cause conflict to cause division to tear it all apart he would love nothing more than to do that and and here's how here's how the enemy does that here's how he he causes division and conflict. One word. Pride. See, pride makes you say to yourself, you started it, so I'm waiting here until you come and apologize. Pride says, you don't deserve me until you come here. Pride says they started it. And as long as we have pride, as long as we choose pride, we can never go first. As long as we choose pride, we can never get from the mess to the bless. Remember, conflict, there's blessing in conflict if you can maneuver it well. But you'll never be able to move through that you choose pride. And so here is the superhero, the antidote to pride, and it's humility. See, humility says that even if you were the one that hurt me, even if you were the one that broke my heart, even if you were the one that scarred me, I will go first. Even if it's your responsibility, I'll go first. If we're gonna move from mess to bless, we gotta choose humility over pride. What is humility? It's going first. Going first. I gotta speed through this because I'm running out of time. That Applebee's line. Come on. Uh, chapter six, verse eleven. This is her. So remember, she she choked, She went first. This is her going first. I went down to the grove of nut trees to look at new growth in the valley to see if the vines had budded, of the if the pom or the pomegranates were in bloom. So what is she saying? She's going out. She understands that 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 they, that they just had this this uh, this horrible um, this horrible fight. And basically, what she's saying is this: she's looking for Solomon, and she's wondering, is there any hope to our relationship? this is, is there any hope we just got in this horrible fight like is there any hope can, can you can something be be good from this can can we ever get out of this can we can we build off of this she's asking is there any hope and i love it because he responds beautifully because watch this this is her speaking again before I realized that my desire so she's calling her husband my desire my desire set me among the royal chariots of my people that may not mean a whole heck a lot of you mean a whole heck of a lot to you right now but you got to know that in this time period when when royalty would place someone in the chariot with them it was a sign that for people to be like, oh wow, they're serious. Man, they're gonna, that's unity. Like it was the ultimate display of togetherness, the ultimate display of unity. So she went from, is there any hope in this relationship? to all of a sudden being smacked down right next to him in this chariot, so all could see. It was actually the first public appearance of the both of them. It, it meant that the relationship was legit. In modern day terms, it's like, it's like putting on Facebook, I'm in a relationship, right? Like it's not real until it's on Facebook. And so people are like, hey, they're real. It's real. It's real. And I love this the next verse. This is uh, this is the group of women speaking. They, they say, come back, come back, oh Shulamite. So they're talking to the woman Shulamite. Come back that we may gaze on you. So clearly the fight was so bad that these, her group of friends, they heard about all the, the fighting that happened. And and, and they, they clearly thought that there was no hope. And then when they saw what happened, they were like, wow, you guys were able to get over that? They're saying, you got to come back so you can tell us how you did that so we can learn from that. See, this morning, there might be some of you in here this morning, there may be some of you here this morning, who who you feel kind of like the Shulamite woman, running, trying to pursue that relationship, whatever it is. Is there any hope? Is there any hope? Is there any hope? And I'm here to tell you this morning that in Jesus' name, he can make all things new. I don't know the struggle of the relationships that you're in, but he can make all things new. Here's number three, stage three, the reconciliation. That's just a fancy word. That means to be restored. So the key to stage three is this. You mirror the model. You mirror the model. Listen, conflict happens, that's life. If you could learn to work with that conflict, to set boundaries, to act, if you could learn to move first, And then you can learn to mirror the model, man. I think that you can take that conflict and you can grow in it. So what is mirror the model, John? Simple. Mirror the model is mirroring what God continues to show us. And he shows us a lot of things, but here's perhaps the biggest thing that he shows us. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. There will be no reconciliation if you first can't learn to forgive. You're not going to be able to restore until you first learn to forgive. Restoration is is impossible without learning to forgive first. Mirroring what God continues to show us. Last verse, Ephesians chapter four, verse 31. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice. But be kind and compassionate to one another. I love this right here. Forgiving each other just as Christ God forgave you. You can choose hostility. You can choose anger. You can choose bitterness. You can choose to clap back. Or you can learn to forgive. Just as God forgives us. Listen, whatever relationship you're going through, please know this. Conflict will happen, but you can take that conflict and you can work it to your advantage. You can move it from mess mess to bless if you're willing to put in the time and the work. Amen, somebody? for listening to Discovery Church podcast. Remember, we will have a new message for you every Monday at 5 p.m. Make sure to like and subscribe and you will be notified when a new episode is ready for listening.